Have you ever been given a dream job? Was it your dream? Or someone else's? Welcome to another episode of Coruscant Nights. Tonight we're joined by Rill. Hello. Hello. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, me or my character? <laughs> you, you first, then we'll get into your character. Okay, so... I've been doing roleplay for about, mm, off and on for about, I'd say, good six, seven years now. Mm-hmm. Got into actual plays not quite a year ago. Okay. In terms of listening to them. Thinking of starting one, right? I am. Once I can actually, I once I can actually get enough players that are interested in that system, which mm-hmm. will be interesting because. I don't know anyone who's ever played the system. I have personally never played it, let alone run it. <laughs> so, What's the system? Maybe they're listening to this show right now. <laughs> uh, it is Abney Park's Airship Pirate System, which is... It uses the base of the uh, Cubicle 7. So it's the same dice system as Victoriana. Okay, cool. Hopefully you'll get that up and running soon. I hope so. I have... You know, at least a rough sketch of what I'd want, like, the first story arc to look like. Yeah. So. Well, that's great. Uh, who are you playing today? I am playing Aname Sedin. Uh, she is a Thalothian mystic alchemist. She's 20 years old. She was raised by the Jedi Order until she was around 16 and then decided she wasn't interested in being involved in the politics the galactic scale she just wanted to be an artist was it the clone wars that sort of drove her away or just kind of everything just it wasn't so much that there was anything that drove her away it was just this wasn't what she wanted to do with her life Mm -hmm. she was good with her abilities and everything else it's just she she wanted to be more of a private person okay and can you tell me what what she looks like so Thalothian uh, have sort of these hair tendril things coming off the yes. back of their head. Yes. She's only five foot, so she's pretty petite. Weighs about 125 pounds. She's got the darker skin for a Thalothian with purple markings and dark blue indigo eyes. Okay. We are going to start at one of her installs. She sold a piece. Do you think she has like an, an art broker, somebody that sells her, her artwork? Probably. Probably. Yeah. She unfortunately got wrangled into install on this one. So she is in the lobby of a large hospital. It is uh, bright white. It's in the Sereno Heights district of Coruscant, which is near the upper levels. It. It's got a big glass facade and and a large lobby with a desk. What sort of sculpture and painting does Anames do? Paintings, I'd say a mix of portraits, landscapes, and some abstracts. Sculpture would be predominantly family-friendly scenes, so it could be anything from something along the lines of the David or just a cluster of children playing with a dog. Okay, so more... The in-universe equivalent. Yeah, with uh, Anuba. Yeah, Anuba or Baby Nexu. <laughs> Baby Nexu. <laughs> so it's a, it's more on the traditional side of um, 
art making probably in the galaxy. Yeah. 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 So she's installing something in this big central area and people are coming and going and this place is the, uh, we're going to call it the Damask Cancer Institute. What is the particular piece that she's putting up? In this case, I'm thinking it's a painting of a sunset on Naboo. Okay. I'm going to say it's probably decently large scale to be going in a in the lobby. Sounds about right. Yeah. You want to tell me a little bit more about this place? So I said it's this big glass and probably like white ceramic room. What are some of the things she sees looking around here? Um, I'd say there's probably, especially with the size, there's probably a few pillars. I'm thinking inset lights at one end. I'm guessing this is with it being a lobby. At one end, you have you know that seating area for check-in and so mm-hmm. forth. And it's it's this, it's a big place, and I would like our first roll to be a perception check. Okay. Which I know you're pretty good at. Yes. Uh, what am I rolling against? Um, actually, before we do that, we should roll our um, force die to see what our destiny pool is. Point. I got one black. I got two black. <laughs> okay. Um, it's going to be an average check. It's two purples. So, uh, two success. Two successes. There is somebody that's kind of been lingering, watching you install... You can't tell quite if they're interested in the painting or if they're interested in you, but they definitely came from the back of this place and and walked out and are watching you fairly closely. They've got sort of a nice suit with a purple sash across the chest. They're human. She's going to finish up making sure it's installed properly Mm -hmm. because if she takes a break, it's liable to end up crooked. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And then she will walk over to this person and ask, uh, can I help you? The person stands a good, maybe two heads taller than Anamis. They have black hair with a little bit of gray at the sides. And he says, it's a beautiful painting. I just wanted to let you know of my appreciation for your art. She flushes a little and well, uh, thank you. My name is Dr. Sanlev, Seliar Sanlev. I work upstairs, but when I heard that you were installing, I made sure to take the time to come down and just to let you know of my appreciation. Uh, thank you, Doctor. Good to know that my work is appreciated. I hope this isn't too upfront, but I think I have a job for you. Uh, a commission. Oh, um, it's certainly not too forward. I always willing to hear about a commission. I have patience today. Could we meet tonight? Of course. And she will give him a com code. Okay. And he hands a business card, little um, plastic card with his name, Doctor Selyar Sanlev, and an address. If you could. Meet me here. That would be greatly appreciated. What time would be most convenient? I get off work in about four hours. If we could meet in about five hours, that would that would be great. I believe that will fit my schedule perfectly. A beautiful painting, Miss Sedin. I must go. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. And he walks off into the back area of the Institute. 
So what would uh, Aname's normal afternoon look like? It would look like going back to her studio and working on a project or two. Possib- if she has something finished or close to finish, she's probably calling her broker. Mm-hmm. So she heads back to her studio in Little Andron. It's sort of a, a renovated warehouse that she shares with a number of other artists. They've, everyone's got their own little cubicle, basically, that they can work out of. There are a few other places in this warehouse. There's a place where they do sort of like gymnastics things. There's, there's a place where sometimes they set it up for craft fairs, art fairs, that sort of thing. And there's even a little place that uh, sometimes, you know, they have concerts. She has two neighboring studios, Cami, a human, on the left, and Felzo, a Shistavanen, on the right. What does her studio look like? Simply put, it would be organized chaos. Mm -hmm. There's definitely a... It's definitely noticeable that on one side she has, you know, all her painting stuff. On the other side, she's got her sculpture supplies but she's got a sculpture project on one side she's got a couple paintings on another side in between them just rows of paint and different materials that she can use different mediums she can add to the paints you can hear music coming from cammy's studio and you can hear the wheel turning in felzo's studio he's a ceramicist so it's it's a it's a busy day in the studios what kind of project she's working on right now? She is currently working on a painting. It's an abstract. At this point, she's mostly just exploring a new medium that she found. It's a, basically she's testing a new type of gloss. Okay. Maybe something that it'll add a little bit more permanence to paintings. Permanence, so add some texture, different okay. type of shine. Cool. So she's just going to pass the time working before meeting with this this person? Yeah, unless someone pops their head in. Okay. Say well, I think, I think Felzo's going to pop his head in. <laughs> Felzo is a big, shaggy Shistavanen. He's about six and a half feet tall, pretty gangly, and he is wearing a tank top right now. His fur from his hands up to his elbows is just covered in clay. Hey, Anamis, how'd the, uh, how'd the install go this morning? It went really well. I may be getting... I have a possible new commission. By the way, you have some clay on your nose. Oh, right here? And he puts his hand on his nose and gets clay all over the right side <laughs> of his face. Uh, no, no, to your left. Oh, yeah, and he does it again. No, oh. your other left. Oh, I'm going to have to go to take care of this somewhere else, I guess. <laughs> she just starts laughing. I think he's he's used to it. And maybe this is even uh, like it's kind of a, a game between the two of you. Probably. It, it happens every once in a while. Uh, so what's the commission? I do not know yet. I'm supposed to meet with a doctor. Oh, a doctor. This evening. He's probably got some money. I hope so. Well, that's cool. If, you know, if he needs any other commissions, uh, uh, I do art too. I will be sure to recommend you if he needs ceramics. Cool. I guess I'm going to go clean my face or something. 
Yeah, it might be a good idea before it dries. Uh, you got this. Somebody left it earlier, and he hands you um, a, a flimsy-plast envelope. Uh, thanks, Felzo. I really appreciate that. Looking at it, it's got it's got sort of a whatever the Star Wars equivalent of a wax seal is, which might be a wax seal on the front with the symbol of the Jedi Order on it. She cracks it open carefully and takes out whatever's inside. Uh, it's a note from your former master, Jiva. Basically, congratulations. They don't see many people leave the Order and be quite as sort of successful on their own. Um, so many people leave and then sort of use that the whole I was a Jedi to sort of make their way, but you've sort of you've just sort of left it behind and you've done a good job for yourself. And he's uh, sort of congratulating you in this note. She blushes a little and puts it in her pocket when she's done whatever painting she's working on she will be working on a response so the afternoon passes you get a little bit more painting done and the time has come for you to head across town meet with dr samlev she washes up trying to make sure she doesn't have any paint in some place that she didn't notice before i'm sure there's still some probably Puts on a slightly nicer outfit, something suitable to meet with, you know, for a professional meeting. Mm -hmm. Checking the address on it, you see that the place that you're supposed to meet is downtown. When you get there, this building is one of the tallest buildings around. It's uh, a huge condo high-rise that towers into the sky. Looking up, you see the, the traffic giving it some space, and it looks like a very fancy, fancy building. She looks not quite intimidated, but this is definitely not the kind of environment she's used to being in since leaving the Jedi Order. Mm -hmm. This it looks, it seems like it might be the most prestigious client she has had to date. Mm -hmm. And even, even the Jedi have like their element of I don't want to use the word fanciness but it's the only word I can think of right now uh, they had their own element of elegance to mm. their structures and and the way that they lived that has sort of changed a little bit for you moving out and down the levels to Little Onderon but this is beyond that this is as you enter the lobby it's almost you'd think opulent there is somebody at a desk next to the lift that heads up. I walk over to the desk and I say, I'm supposed to meet with uh, Dr. Selyar Sandlev. Do you want to tell me what this person looks like? I'm going to say probably a Twi'lek. Okay. Not, not a young adult, but not middle-aged either. Just okay. kind of in between. Sure. She says... Um, Dr. Sanlev, he is expecting you. Uh, you may head into the lift, and uh, I assume you know where you're going? I pull out the business card to make sure that it says which suite I'm going to. It does. Uh, yes, ma'am. Thank you. You're welcome. You head into the lift, yes. and it starts going up. And up, and up, and up. Almost to the top, but not quite to the top. It gets to the top, 
and I'm picturing it more like those old-fashioned elevators with the the grate in front of them sort of the a fancy version of that that sort of slides to the side as you get to the the right level and it opens up into a large luxurious apartment there are sculptures on pedestals there are large paintings on the walls and as you enter the space you see that the entire opposite wall is just glass that looks out on the city and off in the distance you can even see the jedi temple well it's a good thing it does not work very well to live on coruscant and have a fear of heights <laughs> <laughs> and as you head in Celiar looks up from a data pad that he is reading. He's sort of standing in the area between what looks like a, a kitchen and a living room. And he looks up at you and says, Ah, welcome, Anamis. Please have a seat. Dr. Sandlev, she reaches for his hand before sitting down. And he, he takes it. He's got a firm grip. He says, please call me Celiar. Very well, Celiar. I hope you don't mind. I have a, a few friends here right now. They won't bother us. Of course not. You sort of glance around and, and see that there are a couple quiet people just just kind of standing around in the corners. I have something I think you might find interesting. Oh, I'm curious. He puts out a hand and gestures towards one of these people that's sort of just standing there, and they walk over with a, a little box. He takes it, and he places it on the table that is between the two of you, and says, You are former Jedi. Is that correct? Yes, I was a Jedi Padawan. And it seems that you do quite a few art pieces for hospitals. They seem to like my work. Have you ever attempted... Now, I may be wrong in, in my assumptions here, but have you attempted to work the Force into your artwork? Is that something that can be done? I... It is not something I have ever been taught about. It is something that I have wondered myself, but I am not... I tried, I do not know how well it has worked. The reason I ask, and another one of these people comes over with a, a data pad and I'm flipping a dark side point for this. It's because we've noticed an odd trend in the hospitals that your artwork is being shown at. They seem to have a slightly, I mean, it is it's slight, it's small but they have a slightly better rate of recovery than the hospitals before your artwork is installed. I what? <laughs> I know, it's, it is odd, and I didn't know if maybe it was something you were doing consciously, maybe it's something you're doing unconsciously. I, I do not know. I am, as I said, I have explored at times, but I have never been able to tell any difference between when I did or when I did not. He sits quiet for a second, thinking. In any case, I have an interesting commission for you. And if you could, I would greatly appreciate it if you did attempt to channel the Force into this. Will you attempt that for me? Of course. 
I need a sculpture. It can be anything you want. Your creativity, I appreciate it. I know you do good work, but it must include this. And he opens up a little box. And inside it is a small crystal. It's maybe an inch, inch and a half long, and it is white. Um, do I, would I sense anything coming off of it? Let's, let's do a check to see. Do you want to do lore? Do you want to do perception? You know what, I think lore would okay. fit, probably fit the most. Let's do average and you can have a, a boost for your personal history. Can I, no, never mind. Uh, Add a force die? Yes, you can. I was going to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be two advantages and a dark side point, so I am not using the dark side point. Okay. You feel the dark side radiating from this thing. Um, it may be a kyber crystal, but you're not quite sure. Do you have any ideas for your advantages? No, I don't, actually. Hmm. Okay. Here's your advantage. <laughs> Name your price. She names a price that is about average for what she would normally expect for would normally get from her broker for such a project. Celiar glances at one of his colleagues and looks back at you. Are you sure you don't want more? Uh, I would not want to overcharge you. He closes up the little box and sort of nods at you. Very well. So you'll do it? I will. He pushes the box towards you. He, he's, he's gonna. He wants to know how. Um, how how would you like to be paid? Transfer, credits up front. Transfer when it is complete. When it's complete, I'm going to pay you some up front. And she just kind of her jaw just kind of drops because she's used to mostly going through her broker and occasionally there's a contract, but mm -hmm. yeah, this is not normal for her. <laughs> <laughs> And I would appreciate it if we kept this project quiet for now, until it's revealed as finished. I, I don't think I want everybody knowing that I've commissioned Coruscant's best up-and-coming artist. And she blushes at that massively. And he gives a sly smile. Is there anything else you need from me? I do not think so. Very good. Evan, if you would see her out, please. And the person to his right walks up a little bit and picks up the box off the table and waits for you to stand up. And uh, she stands up and again reaches to shake the doctor's hand. And he takes it in a firm grasp and, and shakes it. I look forward to seeing it when it's complete. I believe this will be a very intriguing project. As you head out the door, I would like a vigilance check against let's can we do we're gonna can we do something weird because i want it to be like tied to your lore okay can we do um your ranks in vigilance with your intellect stat okay and i want to i think i will give you another light side point by flipping to make it a red and a purple oh no uh three success one advantage and a despair and a despair cool <laughs> What kind um, of world is that? <laughs> I, you know what? I, I think, I think it's pretty evident what that despair is. You just, 
took a bunch of money from this guy. And as you walk out the door, you take a quick look at the art on the walls and on the pedestals. There's a lot of Sith stuff in here. Ancient, ancient dark side things. Do you have any advantage ideas? She actually recognizes not just that some of this is... A lot of this is Sith-related, but she actually recognizes at least one thing that is being portrayed. Okay. Yes. What is it, though? Um... Ooh, okay. You spot on... There's sort of um some kind of, like, faux fireplace, fireplace and above it is kind of an ancient... Uh, it looks like a sword, and you recognize it from a news article from a month or two back. Yeah, there was a, a photo of it that had to do with somebody getting kidnapped. Her eyes narrow, but she doesn't actually say anything. And you head out the door to the lift. So you head back down through the lobby. You say goodbye to the Twi'lek who's still at the desk down there. And do you head back to your studio? No, I'm actually heading home. Okay. It's early evening at this point. What part of town do you live in? Um, probably not too far. Probably still in Little Andra, not too far from her studio. Okay. That way, if she wakes up with the idea either in the middle of the night or first thing in the morning, she can just go straight over there and start sketching. Okay. So maybe you live in one of the new apartments being put up by Future Forward Galactic. They're sort of all over Little Andron, and they're they're decent. Um, rent is medium high, but it's it's convenient. What does the rest of Anami's night look like? Well, she is calling her former master because mm-hmm. this crystal is weird. Combined with the Sith art and that sword, something feels off to her. Mm-hmm. And she, since he specifically, at, she's not calling with any details. She just wants to know, like, okay, what do I do with this crystal? What's going on okay. with it? Can you tell me a little bit about Jiva and what your time with him was like? Um, well, Jiva was very much a parental figure to her. He was surprisingly accepting compared to a lot of their peers when she decided to leave the order. Mm-hmm. He didn't actually criticize her. He let her basically told her to meditate on it and follow the will of the Force. Mm-hmm. Is a little interesting because, of course, he's got the multiple personalities that come with being a Thekwash. So which personality all he's using all depends on what topic they're discussing or what skill set he needs. Can you tell us a little bit more about that species since it's kind of a kind of a rarity? We don't see too many Thekwash in our yeah. galaxy. Um, they look... Think kind of like a taller, more equine version of a Bothan. Mm-hmm. And again, they have the they refer to them as multiple mimes. And as they get older and develop more skills, they actually develop more of them, along with developing more control over which mind they use when, so they can basically jump between personalities at will. That's pretty interesting. So you call them up. I do. A little hologram. Yeah. Okay. So you are in your apartment. Early evening. 
and you set your little hologram on kitchen counter and a little small figure of somebody that you know as a very tall man appears before you and he says Adamis what to what do I owe the pleasure um well I did want to thank you for your letter earlier today I'm glad you received it I wasn't sure with uh, those other folks in in the studio if that uh Shistavanen would would get it to you or not. Oh, Felzo, he Felzo's a good friend. That's good to hear. I'm I'm happy you're making friends out there. But um, I recently came acquired a crystal for a project, and it, it's odd. It, it, I'm not sure what kind of crystal it is. She pulls the package over and opens it so that it can show on the holo. Jeeva looks thoughtful as he gazes at it. It feels like there's a strong sense of the dark side about it. Did Anamis go through the the trials? Did she get a lightsaber crystal? She she was a Padawan, so she would have... Like, she would not have gone through the trials to become a Jedi Knight. Right, But the basic trials to become... Lead, everything leading up to a Padawan, yes. Okay. So she at one point probably had a lightsaber. Yeah, she m- probably still has her crystal somewhere. Yeah, okay. Jiva looks kind of concerned. How did you get that? A patron asked me to incorporate it into a project. And you're not sure if it's Kyber or not? No, it's not entirely clear. It might be, but I... If it was Kyber, and with this amount of the dark side, wouldn't it, wouldn't it have bled? It may have. It may be something else entirely. If it is Kyber, perhaps you can purify it. You said it was from a client. I did. I'm... He must not know that it is so steeped in the dark side. Otherwise, why would he have given it to you? I do not know. There were... He, he... A lot of his art was concerning. Concerning in what way? It, I do not know if he was aware, but there seemed to be a lot of Sith-related connotations to his artwork. Sith? Are you sure you want to do this job? I am not sure, but... I thought it best to accept because it seems like with this crystal, there is something to be learned. If you feel that there is something to be learned, perhaps you should meditate on it. And through that meditation, if you can find a way to purify the crystal, I believe that you should. I would like to. It is too beautiful to hold that much evil. Sometimes beautiful things are the most dangerous. Be careful, Anames. I will, Master. May the Force be with you, Anames. And with you. And the little hologram blinks out. Uh, she takes a deep breath because meditation isn't exactly something she's done in a proper sense since she left the Order. Mm-hmm. So she's a little out of practice. Yeah. And then... 
she crosses her knees, takes the crystal out of the box, and holds it as she starts to open herself to the Force. I think lately there have been probably a lot of distractions for Anames. What are the things that she's trying to push out of her mind? Cammy's and Felza's antics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Various projects that she's either currently working on or has sketched as ideas that she wants to work on. And at this point now, there's just the worries about what is going on with this doctor. Something's weird. Mm-hmm. You try to push those things out of your mind. Let's do a discipline check. You can add your force die. But I think I'd like to... I'll make it average, but with a setback for um, each of those things that's sort of bothering you. So two setbacks. Uh, two success and two light side. Okay. Okay. So with the success and the light side... I think, what's what's it like? Do you, do you sort of like fall into just a deep meditation or sort of a trance-like state or something as you're, you're Trans- sitting I'd there? Trance-like state and just, yeah, communing with the Force in a way she has not in- communed with it in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And one of the interesting aspects of um, training with Master Jiva and seeing the the universe through his sort of multiple points of view is that maybe you've sort of um, almost tried to figure out a uh, not like a way to give yourself multiple minds but a way to compartmentalize in a similar way that to to the way he does it and I think you you set those bits and pieces in their little boxes and you put them away and you focus on that crystal and as you focus your mind your force your feelings reach out to it and you can tell from your experience that it is kyber and it is old it's very 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 old it is old and it has a long history and as you reach further you you sense the the beings that it was connected to uh, through the Force. You sense a, a Jedi thousands of years ago who wielded a blade that contained this crystal. And you can sense years and years and years later, almost recent, maybe within the past decade, somebody dark used this crystal. And they had an odd connection to it. It's like they were similar. It's like they experienced the universe almost like a kyber crystal. And as you pull yourself out of this trance, the crystal in your hands is glowing. And it's it's glowing in a like a, a dim blue color. And out the window the um, from from far, far above, you can see that the night has passed and it is morning. Oops. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of Coruscant Nights. 
Coruscant Nights is a production of Nightcast Creative. For more info on this show and our other podcasts, visit nightcastcreative.com. Thanks to Rill for playing on these episodes. Like the show and want to help us out? Send us a coffee at ko-fi.com slash Nights. Find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Nights. Or leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher. You know about Donate for Destiny, right? I do. Yeah, I'm not going to quiz you. Is this going to be on air? Probably. What about Donate for Destiny? So Donate for Destiny, we and a bunch of other podcasts, like a bunch now, which which is pretty great. Flight Risk, New Republic Radio, Dicey Cantina, Starbirds. uh, There's one more that I'm forgetting. They're going to be mad. They're going to be mad. Sorry. Um, (laughs) We're all doing this thing called Donate for Destiny, where people donate to an organization called Child's Play, which helps kids in tough situations, kids in hospitals and in domestic abuse shelters. And they give them toys and games, which is great. Pretty cool. And then if you donate, you get to change the destiny pool in our games. And uh, between the shows that have sort of started with this thing, we've raised like over $80 so far, which is great. That's That's a lot of games. If you want to find out more about Donate for Destiny, visit nightcastcreative.com slash destiny. Listeners, it is your destiny to donate. Got all the Nikki's saying it now. Uh-huh. It is your density. <laughs> it is your density. <laughs>